All right. Let's get it. Once again, I want to thank everybody for your birthday wishes. I turned years old this past week, and I'm thankful to God for another year of life. Um, uh, to be able to enjoy family, friends, uh, church, just life in general. Um, I got a new grandson recently, um, Jonah Wesley. Got his granddaddy's middle name. Um, so I'm up to nine with the grandchildren. So the circle of life continues. Uh, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord and uh, grateful for um, everything that he's done and continues to do. Once again, if you're watching anywhere in the upstate New York area, Toronto, Canada, anywhere there, we'll have folks traveling uh, from various points, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, New York, Canada, coming to meet us at the Holy Temple Church of God in Christ in Buffalo, New York, for our annual workers meeting, which will take place the 1st through the 4th of May. I can't believe May is here already. Um, um, and um, it's going to be some great preaching. Uh, great Bishop Joseph Brinson is going to be with me on Wednesday night. Um, and then Thursday will be Women's Night, uh, led by our jurisdictional supervisor of women, Mother Valerie Fields. And then on Friday night, I have very special guests, Apostle Dwayne Thomas, uh, will be with us, and we'll close out Saturday with our scholarship breakfast, uh, the Bishop Walter T. Tigg Memorial Scholarship. So uh, check out the Nova Scotia Ecclesiastical Jurisdiction for our annual workers' meeting taking place this week. So the Teacher of the Year rarely happens for a black person, but it did this year. Um, Teacher of the Year um this year is a brother, uh, Rodney Robinson, HBCU graduate, but 46 minus one is not going to be there to do the honors. Now, last year he talked about since Harry Truman, you know, it's been a tradition for presidents to honor the teacher of the year. And I'm happy to continue that tradition. But all of a sudden this year, he doesn't want to continue that tradition when a brother gets chosen as teacher of the year. Now, I'm speculating, uh, but based upon who Trump is, I think I'm probably accurate as to the rationale uh, to why he is not going to be um, there to honor this teacher of the year. Um, you know, I mean, you know. Could I be wrong? Yeah. Am I wrong? Probably not. Um, so the reality is uh, Donald Trump is an unrepentant racist. And um, I don't think it's any coincidence uh, that this guy all of a sudden is deciding that um, continuing the tradition and honoring this black guy, you know, um, um, is worth it. You know, I mean, last year he was all about, you know, continuing the tradition and how important it was and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, now, no, I mean, you know, help me out, Donnie. Um, and I know 
Some of y'all are going to say, he's the president. He's got other things to do, yada, yada, yada. He didn't have nothing to do when the two white ladies were being honored in 2017 and 2018. All of a sudden, he gets busy when the White House honors the teacher of the year in 2018. Okay, in 2017, they honored Sidney Chaffee. Chaffee. Uh, Last year, Mandy Manning. But Rodney Robinson don't get that honor. I, I'm not sure the brother really cares uh, or not. Um, but it's handed out um, today. Uh, uh, Trump won't be there. Um, they're going to have Betsy DeVos present the award. Um, but, you know, we're not surprised. <laughs> I mean, we are not surprised. Um, in 2016, um, Johanna Hayes, uh, a black woman won the award, uh, and she is actually now a member of Congress, um, um, was elected this past, uh, November. Um, um, and then one other time other than that was a black woman. Uh, I mean a black, yeah, it was another black woman who was selected as, um, uh, teacher of the year and this is since 1952 um so only three uh and trump conveniently ain't gonna be around to present it to the first black man who was ever selected as teacher of the year now so enough of that guy but let me tell you a little bit about this brother this brother um he teaches social studies inside the Richmond, Virginia Juvenile Justice Center. He earned a Bachelor of Arts in History from Virginia State University, one of the historically black colleges and universities in Virginia. Uh, he said he decided to attend VSU because of his mentor in high school, Wayne Lewis, who was a black assistant principal at his high school, who was also a VSU graduate. Uh, he spoke to him then as a teenager about the HBCU um, while he was serving in detention. Okay. Um, um, and so uh, he had actually flipped over a desk after a teacher uh, insulted the black students in his class. Um, he said it was the first time somebody had ever talked to him about their college days. Uh, it got him interested. Um, and he eventually went on to VSU. He's one of a few African-American educators, as I stated, to win this prestigious national award, along with Johanna Hayes, Congresswoman um, Johanna Hayes from right up the street uh, from Connecticut. And then Kimberly Oliver uh, from Maryland won back in 2006. Robinson is the first black man to win the award and regardless of that history Trump ain't gonna be there he ain't gonna be there you know um is he busy I think he's too busy uh, to be seen by his base giving an award to a black man who went to an HBCU and who loves Barack Obama I think that's what it is um now, you, you feel free to argue me wrong um, 
413-736-2781. But that's what I think um, is the reason why Trump ain't going to be there um, to honor this black man. Now, also what's been happening, two mass shootings have happened over the past couple of days. And, um, you know, every tragedy, and there's a lot of them happening across the world today, uh, it, it leaves us kind of grasping to understand what causes this type of violence and hatred. Um, what causes what once upon a time might have been unthinkable, but not anymore. Um, in the case of the shooting um, the other day at a synagogue in the San Diego area uh, that killed one woman, left three others injured, we really don't have to look far for what the cause is. The cause is white supremacy. Plain and simple. That That's, that's the cause. Um, the suspect in the San Diego shooting posted a manifesto online, and, and that, that's kind of the white supremacist kind of thing to do, is, you know, um, before I shoot up people, I'm going to post a manifesto and let them know my <clears throat> political ideology, et cetera. Uh, the the, the uh, Christchurch um, New Zealand shooter, terrorist, uh, left a manifesto and listed Donald Trump and Candace Owens as his inspiration. And this guy had that shot the synagogue up in the San Diego area uh, posted a manifesto online and he espoused popular white supremacist theories. He praised other white supremacist shooters like the New Zealand mass shooter, like the shooter who killed 11 Jews at the tree of life synagogue in Pittsburgh last year. And it, it just seems to be, just pretty clear cut what the cause of this violence is. It, it seems to be pretty clear cut that white supremacy is the cause. But apparently, if you're a conservative in the media, uh, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative, it's just not all of that clear that white supremacy is the cause. And I guess, you know, I surmise that if you're a white supremacist, it's hard to see white supremacy as the problem. You know, maybe that's what it is. Because some kind of way to that crowd, there's only, you know, one person that can be held responsible for an anti-Semitic attack. And to them... That has to be Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, even though she's a black Muslim woman from who was a refugee from Somalia 
who is now a naturalized American citizen and a representative in Congress from the state of Minnesota, some kind of way this black Muslim woman is the reason anti-Semitic white supremacists shoot up synagogues. I don't know how they connect those dots. But some kind of way, they figure out a way to gaslight their way all the way to blaming Congresswoman Omar for what people who are radicalized by their ideology do. I mean, no matter that the suspect confessed um, to attempting to burn down a mosque last month, no matter that he said he was inspired by the recent attack that killed 50 Muslims, some kind of way this black Muslim woman and her criticism of APAC, the Israeli lobby, is clearly to blame for, 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 for these crazy conservative right-wingers. Somehow they justify blaming this black woman for what white supremacists who are inspired by them are doing. It, it's, it's mind-boggling. Megan McCain, the daughter of of an anti-civil rights, anti-MLK warmonger like John McCain, who for some reason seems to consider herself an expert on prejudice. How the hell did Meghan McCain become a, how did this privileged white woman become a, uh, an expert on racial uh, and religious prejudice? I'm still trying to figure that one out. Uh, I mean, she's an expert on prejudice that doesn't affect her in any kind of way. Anti-Semitism doesn't affect her. Islamophobia doesn't affect her. Anti-black bigotry doesn't affect her. But she's always on TV spouting off about bigotry and prejudice and discrimination. And shut the hell up, Megan. And stay in your lane. I don't understand it. She goes on ABC yesterday and promotes the idea that Congresswoman Ilhan Omar should be part of the conversation about rising anti-Semitism in these yet to be United States of America. And she says, quote, when we're having conversations about anti-Semitism, we should be looking at the most extreme on both sides. There she goes with the Trump both sides crap. And I would bring up Ilhan Omar and some of her comments that go so that got so much attention. In my opinion, nobody asked you for your opinion, Megan. Keep your opinion to yourself. Okay? To go to your country club and relax. Go to your vacation home. Uh, wherever else privileged white women go. Um, you know. Go to your book club or, or whatever. Stop dipping your nose in business regarding uh, bigotry that doesn't affect you. But she says, in her opinion, 
Nancy Pelosi wasn't hard enough in her response to Ilhan Omar. And when you're talking about rhetoric and President Trump, you know, uh, and we're talking about it on both sides of the aisle. You know, y'all going to stop with this um, both sides crap that somehow black and brown people, um, uh, Muslims and other folk that white supremacists discriminate against are just as bad as white supremacists. Y'all going to stop with this false equivalency that those who are fighting against bigotry and white supremacist violence are just as bad as the white supremacists who commit the violence. This whole Charlottesville, very fine people on both sides crap. Y'all need y'all white folks really need to stop with that foolishness. I mean, it should be obvious what's happening here. Everybody knows who the bigots are, who the white supremacists are, be it Islamophobia or anti-Semitism or anti-black bigotry. We know who you are. But the more high-profile anti-Semitic attacks happen, the louder these conservative, these white supremacists supporting conservatives misdirect and try to scramble to distance themselves from the monster that they helped to create. Now, these white boys are telling the world in their manifestos that it is white supremacist ideology, that it is conservative political ideology, that it is conservative political figures like Trump who inspired them to murder people in synagogues and murder people in mosques and murder people in black churches and murder people in malls. They are telling the world that it's y'all ideology, your political rhetoric that has inspired them to murder black and brown and Jewish people and Muslims. But y'all going to distance yourselves and then try to blame black people for what people inspired by you are doing. Now that's gaslighting to the thousandth degree. You created this monster. The Meghan McCain's and the John McCain's and the Donald Trump's and the Joe Biden's. That's the only where both sides comes in. That, that, that anti-black bigotry and white supremacy, you got that on both sides. On the Democrat side and the Republican side. Now, you can use the both sides argument when you're talking about white supremacy. Y'all created this monster. And if you really care about your Jewish friends and neighbors, stop giving these cynical bigots the time of day because that's exactly what they are. That's exactly what Megan McCain and her ilk are cynical bigots. 
gaslighting the issue of white supremacy. How dare you blame a black woman, a member of Congress, for white supremacist violence? How dare you? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of you. The whole McCain family ought to be ashamed of themselves. Mama went to the King Center, and the King Center ought to be ashamed of itself. Posthumously giving an award to John McCain. The John McCain that voted against the Dr. King holiday being honored by the King Center. The John McCain that was a warmonger. The John McCain that voted consistently against civil rights legislation. That John McCain was awarded posthumously by the King Center. And his widow went to receive the award. And now you have his daughter gaslighting a black Muslim member of Congress and blaming her for white supremacist violence. It's absolutely asinine. It's crazy. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781 is the number here if you want to chime in on the discussion. Uh, you know, I'm completely disgusted by it. Um, um, you know, uh, the reality is um, most mass shootings, um, over 60 percent are committed by white men. Um, the perpetuation of these crimes is entangled with both the actual and perceived mobility of white men as well as their mistaken attribution of that decline to African-Americans, to immigrants, and other boogeymen of social justice movements. And the reality is these white men are inspired by conservative political ideology and white supremacy that has long been espoused by people like Megan's daddy, John McCain, by 46 minus one, and so many others. Um, so that's what it is. I got to move out your way. Um, uh, James Lewis is in the studio. Uh, he's coming up next with mid-morning jazz and great black music. Um, so I want you to stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. Uh, you can hear me here every Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., bringing you the best in what's happening across the region and the nation. Next week, we're going to get into some conversations about what's happening right here in Springfield, Massachusetts. We had a police captain pull a gun on someone at Walmart on Boston Road as if. 14 police officers didn't just get indicted. It seems as though the Springfield Police Department is just gone completely haywire. 
just completely insane. You know, um, uh, there was a confrontation in the parking lot, and I guess the, the, Captain LaBelle decided, I'm going to show this dude who I am, and he pulled his weapon out. It's caught on video. Got to be embarrassing what's happening here. Uh, and next week we're going to delve into some local issues. Uh, in ter- and this is an election year, so we're going to have a lot of local issues um, on the program. But, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about police issues on next week. And um, on uh, tomorrow, um, I, I want to remind you, the uh, Greater Springfield NAACP um, uh, will have its monthly membership meeting uh, at 6 p.m. at the uh, Spring of Hope uh, Church of God in Christ, uh, 35 Alden Street. Um, And so you want to come out um, and be a part of that. Uh, It's happening tomorrow once again. Um, at 6 p.m., 35 Alden Street, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we'll be talking about school policing tomorrow. Um, We're going to meet with representatives from the Mental Health Legal Advisors Committee. They're coming all the way from Boston to sit down and talk to us, the Mental Health Legal Advisors Committee. Um, We're going to be talking about policing in our public schools here in Springfield. We'll be talking about that tomorrow at our monthly membership meeting of the Greater Springfield NAACP at 6 p.m., 35 Alden Street, Springfield, Massachusetts. I got to get out your way until the next time I talk to you and you talk to me. Always remember, God loves you, and so do I. Say his name.